So, so the podcast thing that you were just doing, you're producing. Um, so what's the content of that then? So the content is is mainly video actually. So so far, um, when it works, um, uh, I record it, I then edit it, and I then publish it onto the YouTube channel. Um, and then what I do is I then extract from the videos all the juicy nuggets and of goodness, write a blog post, um, but then basically share the video. So basically, you can read the blog post for people who are in a hurry and they want to read, um, but they can then actually dive into the details by watching the video. Okay, and, and so so you've got a specific YouTube channel for it then, I take it? So, well, yeah, it's, it's my eye at the moment. <laughs> but um, to be fair, you know, uh, shout out to the Cloud Builders uh, uh, YouTube channel, which is, uh, you know, imminently launching. And uh, it's uh, basically it's a channel that we're putting together to share nuggets um, across different technology areas. Um, uh, and uh, they will eventually live there. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of content going out at there the minute, is. isn't there? I don't know. Is, that, is this something you started recently, is it, or you've been doing it for um, a little while? So the idea I've had to do for ages, um, but um, I started recording in Mar- uh, April. Um, but quite often, you know, what you do, or what at least I, what I find my workflow is I'll do it, I'll have an idea, and I'll I'll ruminate, and I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll mull it over, and I'll speak to people, and that process of, you know, ruminating and mulling over and discussing with other people allows those um, those creative processes to work and fully digest um, the idea and then, and then come up with something really more fully formed. Um, and then I kind of like kickstart with uh, uh, my process is to do an outline, not, not, not to be too rigid, just enough structure so that everyone's got everything they need to be successful. So um, in, in, in the, uh, you know, in the kind of podcast or the video, whatever they're called, vlogs, uh, yeah, you know, interviews, whatever. whatever. Yeah, yeah. vlogs. I, I, I have no idea what they're called. You know, I'm sure I'm sure uh, they'll have a new new word next week. Um, but the idea is that... <laughs> We're too old to know what the buzzword is, though, yeah, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm totally hooked on TikTok, right? So I have a weakness for TikTok. Oh, are you? I right. do, yeah. So, oh, right. so but, but luckily for me, what saves me from putting these on TikTok is that it's 60 seconds, right? So luckily, you know, um, I, think, I, don't, I don't think I've ever spoken... Uh, uh, a sentence less than sixty seconds. So, so for that for that purpose, you know, uh, it's it's no good. But, um, but yeah. So well, that's good news for for, for today's podcast, isn't it? Because we're all right now. Only talk about sixty seconds. That'll be it. Right. Great. That's going to be yeah, a classic you know show. Well, maybe someone will come up with a platform, right? That will actually allow you to create TikToks and then basically, you know, somehow pull them together into some bigger format. You know, I can imagine some sometime in the future we'll be watching films that have all been just a collection of TikToks, you know, and someone has artistically positioned them all together as a, as a mosaic. Mm. You know. mm. I mean, so, I mean, because this is it, right? So TikTok, I've never actually used, but I've seen TikTok videos. Right. Yeah. You can't escape and, them. Uh, no, you can't. You can't. And uh, and the thing is, it's like, you know, it's the latest thing. It's massive, isn't it? It's huge. And it's this is me showing naivety here um, because, there's you know, there's all these other things, Snapchat, um Whatever you know, the kids use, and uh, you know my 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 kids are using them. And uh, oh, you should do this, Dad. Well, no, I'm I'm not going to bother. But you've got really really got into TikTok then. So what 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 part of that attracted you to it? Then? So, I mean, the part I mean, I I'm over indexed on curiosity, right? So, you know, I work for Amazon, and Amazon we have these like leadership principles, and one of them is learn and be curious, and um, that kind of like is me to a T. I'm I'm super curious and. I'm that person that just can't say no. When they when they when they see something, they've got to, you know, sort of 
stretch their neck and have a look, right? And then ask that person questions. It, my, my wife is absolutely mortified because I'll be, you know, I'll be in the supermarket doing the shop and I'll see someone doing something and I'll go over them and say, oh, what's that? No. And I'll, and, and you'll be creased, you know, she'll be curling up just wanting to die. Whereas yeah. by, by the end of the shop, I, we're best mates and we're, we're, we're about to start a company together, you know? Uh, <laughs> you know, so I, I've always been, I, I've always been like over indexed on curiosity. And um, my daughter, she, she put it on her phone. We have a quite a liberal um, policy for devices for the children in my house. What what I did is I, I I spent a lot of time and a lot of effort focusing on building trust with the kids and making sure that they understood the dangers of going online, but we were going to trust them. And if anything happened, that they should speak to us. And that means that they've got more freedom to access these applications and all that kind of stuff. So she got TikTok and she was doing these, she was doing these videos and she showed some of the videos and I thought they were absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, she, st she started this a couple of years ago. So when she was uh, 13, she was producing these amazing transitions and videos. So there's no way that I could have done that at her, at her age, right? Um, and seriously impressive. Um, I mean, you have to have, though, a specific mindset to understand the UI, UI of TikTok. Um, so she is very much, right, involved in anything I do with TikTok. She is, she's, do, she's pressing the buttons because I, I can't quite get my head around how it works, right? It's almost like Snapchat complexity, right? Um, and um, oh, so does it have like an editing feature yes, to it? Or something? Yeah. So basically, right, okay. it, it, the idea is it, it you create a, a a video, right? You record a video, but the way it records that video, you've got lots of control over. Um, but at the same time, it's it's fixed, so it will have you'll have a different you'll have a type of video you want to do, um, and then you can have overlays, you can have transitions. It will pause things for you, it will slow things down for you, it will allow you to do retakes. Um, and uh, so, so, so it's really geared from the point of view of doing something iteratively because you're going to make lots of mistakes. But when you get that, that, that one time you get it right, it lets you then do the next bit. And um, I mean, I, I don't really fully know how that part works. Right. Um, but what I do like about it is that it's, it's empowered all these people to create these amazing short videos. Uh, and I actually um, what I found myself um, being addicted to in the early days tiktok was um there was these dance tutorials now i'm not a dancer by any stretch of the imagination right uh, when i was younger i used to love dancing um i, I you know mm. i was like the next person i'd go to the discotheque as they were called in my time <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, uh, you know and, and i would love i would love to boogie you know and and um so one of the one of the early themes was these people doing dance tutorials on tiktok and uh, they would basically, in 60 seconds, they would walk you through the steps of doing all these really cool moves. And I found myself absolutely hooked on them. I just couldn't get enough of these um, dance tutorials. And I'm not, I'm not going to say on this podcast whether I tried any because that would be, you know, that would be, you know, uh, leading to, to, to danger, danger time, I think, in case of someone tried to uncover said videos. Um, but um, uh, I, I, I... You're basically admitting to it that you have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then, then I, then I found um, some. I'm a, I'm a fo football fanatic as well, and there was um, loads of football videos. Uh, then I found some cooking, cooking and DIY videos, um, and these were like, I, I, mean, I love life, life hacks, right? And so these are like 60 second life hacks in cooking, DIY, 60 second shorts in football, which basically is like the goal or the or the skill, which is amazing. Um, and then these 60 seconds tour. So basically, I was like getting this kind of direct injection of this really cool content. And uh, it was very, very addictive, you know. And what's, what's interesting is that the personalization 
um, kind of like algorithms that TikTok use are, are really, really, really effective because, you know, when I when I go on TikTok after not going on it for a while, it gives me all the things I like. I know I'll get a DIY, I'll get a, a recipe, I'll get some football, and I'll get some dance moves. Right. So mm. it's uh it's, it's really you know it's really tuned into my my uh my inner likes. Yeah, and uh, the one I've seen recently is the uh, chap doing the um, Spider Man thing. Oh no, he's turning into different superheroes like Ben Ten, Spider Man. I don't know if you saw no, that. No, I've one. not seen that one actually. At all. Oh, he, he looks like um. So in a Spider-Man, they have Mike Morales. Yes. Um, yeah. And he looked like him. And he, I can't remember who he starts off as, for, as first, but he's like, you know, with the, what he does with the fire in the web, he fires it across hands. So his right hand's firing out to his left and his left's oh, firing yeah. to his right. And then he kind of pulls the screen in and all this kind of stuff. Oh, nice. And there's different transformations between his characters. So from what you're saying, I'm assuming that guy has edited it all on the app. Um, yeah, must do, must do. Yeah, must have done that. You yeah, can't, and, th- and this you can't this got the attention that. of like, no, uh, you know, and and what he's done, it's you know, it, it's pretty impressive, and it caught the attention of um, uh, James Gunn, the guy who directed Guardians of the Galaxy, and various other people oh. who's going, this is brilliant, for, you know, what he's done. Yeah, so it's pretty fascinating. I mean, I've I've never even installed the app. I don't have a clue, <laughs> as you, as you can tell. Yeah, but it's it's it's, it's definitely worth doing though. I, I, just a quick close that close off the TikTok chapter, right? What I've noticed, okay, because I've been on it over a year, and um, a year ago there were very few um, celebrities on it. Uh, there were a few, but not many. But now it is quite amazing how mainstream it's become, you know. Um, and, and and they all try and bring you know something about their personality onto it. So so yeah, so I think definitely um, try TikTok, give it a chance. Um, I love it, and I think you will too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, sorry. You've got shares in it. Yeah, yeah, I haven't got shares in it, actually. But, you know, one one more thing, okay, I'm bad, okay? So my my music, you know, so this this actually is a good a good segue into how you and me met, right? Um, uh, the music is probably the thing that, that drove me to use TikTok in the first place because my daughter, she'd be playing these videos and I just love the music. You know, I, I, love, I love a lot of urban music. Like, a lot, I like grime. I like hip-hop. I like, you know, a lot of dance music. And... Um, it was it was a really great way of keeping up to date with what um you know what the youth uh, as i call them what they what, what they were listening to and uh so i i my my, my playlist on spotify dominated by tiktok songs right so 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 i think i think that's the other thing right is that you get to learn what the um what the kids you know what the youth are listening to expanding your uh, horizons yeah yes, yeah exactly yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, Ricardo uh, Suarez, um, thanks ever so much for joining this week's uh, Just a Couple of Jokes podcast. And uh, thanks for uh, teaching me about TikTok, because <laughs> I didn't have a clue. So I'm going to have to check it out now. And my daughter is uh, loves it, so she comes down and shows me a different move. But I just thought it was purely just people dancing. Well, it is. You, you, they're, they're called challenges. And so hopefully at one point, now I have actually published on Twitter one of my challenges that I did with the family. So if you can find that, you'll see exactly how bad at dancing I am. Well, you'll be telling us your, your Twitter handle later on, so we can we can delve yes. into that one for sure. Um, so Ricardo, so you as you mentioned, you're you're you work for Amazon. I do. And um, so give us a little overview of that. So the, what we obviously with this podcast, I mean, I'm trying to mix up the IT community and the people within it uh, and, and, and their skill sets. So obviously, I know a lot of people in the Windows 
uh, SCCM world and the MVP world and I've been chatting to a few people in the Raspberry Pi community as well. So you're our first Amazonian. Ooh, well, thank you for the honour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we know each other from the Raspberry Pi world, which we'll chat about later. But right. um yeah, so um you're a cloud evangelist, is that right? Yeah, so I'm I'm a I'm a principal advocate for open source, which um is a bit of a mouthful, but really what I do is I I really I, I've come I'm very passionate about open source. Um and what I do is I really share what Amazon is doing with open source um, with our customers and with prospective customers. Um, so what it means is really is, is taking uh, some of the open source projects that we might create or, or, or be working on, uh, some of our customers' open source projects um, that we're helping out with, or maybe just even some open source projects that people are running on AWS, right? Um, and then talking about them. You know, So at the beginning of you know this COVID stuff, one of the things that we, we noticed was that, you know, there was this kind of big move to, you know, get um, online and, you know, Zoom was taking off. But there's a very well-known open source video conferencing uh, uh, tool uh, called Jitsi. It's an open source um, uh, project. And um, so I basically put together a, a quick walkthrough of how you get a Jitsi server up and running. Uh, so that if you, for example, had a small company or you had a community, uh, you could very, very quickly um, spin one of these things up. Uh, and have effectively your own private, um, you know, Zoom effectively, you know. Um, so, so you know, you know, doing things like because obviously there's a lot of amazing projects, uh, you know, that you can you can sort of just get started with an open source. And you know, as I mentioned before, so I, I my journey with open source starts 20 years ago, and um, you know, I, I still remember fondly the very first time I I found the this thing called HTTPD server, you know, uh, which was the Apache web server. And um, I thought, what is this? So, you know, I started having a look and I started having a poke and I was running, I was using uh, Sun Microsystems at the time. So I was very familiar with um, you know, Unix and, um, you know, the compiler there and how to compile code. And I thought, wow, this is fantastic. You know, this, this was getting me back to my, my original computing roots, you know, going back to the old Commodore 64 where we would, you know, type in source code or we would take an application, right, let's say an application, a game. Uh, that we'd loaded in and we'd put the cartridge in and we'd dis disassemble it and we would change everything so it would be our name, for example, and give us infinitive, uh, infinitive lives, all those kind of things, right? And it kind of took me back to those days and we would build web servers uh, for the company. Um, we would, it, would, it wouldn't be called um, Apache Web Server. It would be called Ricardo's Web Server, you know, and, uh, you know, it was just... <laughs> or, 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 or like Mr. Spock or something. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we used to go into VAC systems and they'd be called yeah. Spock and McCoy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, actually, we, we did actually, funny enough, actually, around the same time we had this... Um, I can't, I can't actually quite remember how it came about, but there was this chap, um, Devon, who, who is still, he's still a very good friend of mine, a lovely guy, and um, uh, he, he told us the story, right? He, he it was summertime, and he was having a, a, a in a barbecue, and um, somehow, uh, and I don't know the exact details, but the, the proximity of the barbecue to the shed meant that the shed eventually burnt down. So the fire fire brigade was involved, uh, and there's this big drama. It made the local radio, you know, all this kind of stuff, right? And um, but we just found it hilarious. So we had this whole thing about Devon's shed. So we created this um, almost like a kind of like an internal kind of like 
underground scene within the company I used to work for, you know, called Devon Shed. And so basically we renamed we, we all the web artifacts Devon Shed. And, you know, if you typed in Devon Shed into, into a browser, you know, and bearing in mind this, this was a very professional company, right? You would, you would be, you'd be, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd see this kind of complete, you know, uh, system of, uh, of applications we'd written. You know that um that were all homage to to devon's shed you know we managed to, to to get lots of pictures of like burnt things you know that you would typically find in the shed and uh they were things were like little, little easter eggs and you click on them and it will take you to an application so um anyway so yeah so i naming conventions weren't as important no no they, they were still like... they were still pets in those days right they were still pets not not, not cattle <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um and uh so yeah so i i kind of like i've um i've had this love affair with open source um uh, for for a long time, I think I think it probably you know is a lot a lot to do with the fact that I'm quite a social um, person. I, I like to collaborate. I'm you know one of these people that like to take part in forums, you know, share ideas, all that kind of stuff. Um, so it, it seems like a good fit for me. And and you know I was doing it a lot for for, for my, my previous company for a lot uh, a long time. Uh, and uh, I've now have the opportunity to do that for uh, my job at Amazon. So I feel incredibly privileged to be able to do that. Um, you know, for the customers, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy the work a lot. Um, and I've just been recording um, some videos, actually some open source builder videos where we look at, you know, the journeys that different people take on um, their path to taking part in open source. And everyone's journey is different, right? I mean, Paul, you know, your own journey in working in technology is different to mine, right? So we all have different, you know, different paths we've taken. We've all got different things we can share. We can, we can teach other, teach each other. And I think that's what I love about open source, right? It's, it's about community. It's about um, teaching other people. And that's really, a developer advocate really is about you know, helping people um, understand how to use technology, make advantage of technology, really. So it's a good fit in that respect. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, that's how, um, you know, how I, I've always been one to help people uh, collaborate. I've never been, never been one of these types to kind of, gather their nuts and you know squirrel like and hold it and not kind of share that knowledge and there's a few people out there kind of do that um yeah and that you know leads towards you know with the microsoft we have the mvp program which where if you're sharing out in the community and you're recognized for that um is, is that something is there something similar with amazon do they do that kind of yeah we have a we have a heroes program so um so the heroes program really looks to for the community um to find out who are the, those people that are you know solving other people's problems um through the medium of blog posts or answering questions in forum posts or maybe they're, they're going out actually and presenting at events uh, either virtual you know obviously now it's virtual but in the pre you know in previous months it would have been at, you know in, in place events and actually funny enough um we have uh this thursday actually this thursday um is the uh, AWS Community Summit. So it's a, it's a, it's held up in Manchester, and it's basically organised by community members. And I, actually, I have actually been recording um, a, a mastermind challenge. So it's quite a bit, a bit, a bit of fun actually. So um, the idea is to, is to take the format right of mastermind, 10, 10 general knowledge questions, and then ten questions of specialist subject. And um, it's really brought brought out uh, uh, the evil side in me, right? Wanting to try and, and find, you know, <laughs> devious questions. Uh, maybe actually, Paul, maybe I could ask you some questions and you could see see how you would do, right? 
Jesus, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, so, so let me give you, let me ask let me ask the one my favourite question of all the ones I've done so far. Right, go on then. Okay, is in go the nineteen eighties. Okay, there was uh, a TV program called Night Rider with David Hasselhoff driving a self driving car called Kit. But what does Kit stand for? Oh Christ! Do you know what? I didn't actually watch Night Rider. <laughs> oh man, how could you not watch that? Okay, well, because uh, I thought that it was a stupid idea. <laughs> I was more A team. Go on then. What oh, does Kit stand we, we, for? Oh uh, yeah. Well, okay. I, 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 I'm, I'm. Have we got an A team question? I don't have an A team question, unfortunately, because because A team was um was less tech, right? It was actually it was more like you know blow torches and uh and bit, totally, you yeah. know and, and go, going in and MacGyver. It was drinking more, milk. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah. But the answer is uh, night, Indus- night Industries 2000. Oh, cool. Yeah, I d- actually, yeah, I know, I know, it, I know it's yeah. Night Industries, but I did not know that's what the yeah. car was. So that's the kind of questions. Right. That's the kind of questions. We have a lot of fun questions, including one, for example, you know, what's the name of the um, the, the the kind of the hacker in the film Hackers? Do you know the name of the the film Hackers? Sorry, do you know the the name of the, the the film Hackers? I do know the film, but I've never seen it. Okay, so it's got it's got a very um very young Angelina Jolie, um in it. Oh, is it? Who right. plays um right. a character called Acid Burn, which is one of the best names you know for a hacker right. that you could get. So I ask a lot of questions. Actually, maybe one more contemporary, right? What's the name of? Right, I, I'm going to get these all wrong. Aren't no, it's I? okay. It's okay. It's a bit of fun. <laughs> what's the name of no, the um? Yeah. What's the name of the, the supercomputer in Alien? Oh Jesus! It's been on TV a lot recently. Oh. No, and I watched it. Did you? Um, In that case, you must. It must about... have come up. It must have come up then. Yeah, um, oh, but I can't remember okay. the name of it. No worries. Um, no. His mother. What was it called? Mother. Oh God, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so the idea is just, it's just to have a bit of fun. It's easy to say yeah, that afterwards, it, it isn't it? And go, oh yeah, I knew it that. Is, it is. But, uh, but, but they've every... yeah, I'll... it's been it's yeah, been a lot. Terrible. It's been a lot of um, a lot of fun because um, you know the idea is really just to try and make make it a little bit different because you know you, got, you you can't just sit in front of a, a community event and, and just watch videos all the time right people talking as much as much fun as it is you need you need to break it up a little bit and so we came up with this idea of having a little quiz um and making people who thought they 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 you know they were up for the challenge right so we've got this um it's really good four contestants they were all brilliant sports um and uh, it's on thursday so we'll we will have a crowned mastermind champion um so um so yeah so if you if you oh, if you're um to god they do better than i do yeah well yeah so if you're into <laughs> if you're into uh it and geek um trivia then uh, definitely i think my favorite one my, as i was researching I, I do a lot of research by my favorite question uh, apart from the um the, the night industry 2000 right was when i was watching uh john wick right the film do you, have you seen john wick I've not seen that. Right. It's, 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 <laughs> what, have, what have you watched? What, what have you watched? Paul? Nothing. Not much. <laughs> um, so yeah. So basically, I, do you know what I've noticed uh, as I've got older? I can't sit through films anymore. I'm, really? I, I get so. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I'm just like it's too long. <laughs> I remember when I, I was young. Right, my dad would, would when we were watching films, he would just say, "Oh, we've seen this before, haven't we?" You know, and that was that. That would be his standard standard um, line, right? And what worries me is that now, when I've got to the age I am, right, I see the films that the children want to watch. And I think this 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 plot it's very similar to the other films we've seen. Right? And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh no, you know, I have become my father. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? When I go to the cinema, or when we did go to the cinema with the kids, um, it was my opportunity to have a kit. Oh yeah. So it was like you know, oh you know, um, what was it? The so I never, I didn't get into the Marvel. Um, 
films at all. I was a, a big comic book reader as a kid. Right. Didn't get into any of these uh, Marvel films. And um, I saw the first Avengers film, and then we went to see the second one. Um, I don't even know. Age of, Age of Ultron, is it? Right. I think, yeah, yeah, number two. I don't know if you've seen these. And um, it was my opportunity to go to sleep. So I remember the beginning bit was um, they kind of were in maybe some kind of forest, and they were jumping in slow motion towards each other, and some fighting was going on. Right. And at that point, I was I was asleep. And I kept getting nudged by the kids, and they're going, this is awesome. This is awesome. Dad, wake up. This is awesome. <laughs> and I was like, gone. But uh, um, yeah, you know, I guess the um, yeah, I don't know what it is. The advantage of those uh, those adventure films is they're very long, aren't they? So you get a good kit. <laughs> I had a good old kit through that one, brilliant. And uh, yeah, but like as I say, I don't know what it is. I've got must have as I've got older, I've just not got the patience to sit through. Right. Particularly now that the films are like three hours, oh, I just yeah. go, I'm going to have to break this up into three parts. And I also start to fall asleep within about 10 minutes of watching it as well um even if i'm watching it at home by myself it's just you know the head starts going yeah 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 um and the worst thing about it is the ones that i really want to watch i struggle to keep awake right yeah (laughs) i I, I have to say that i um i I, i'm okay i'm still i'm still hanging in there on the film front you know but i i kind of i i have um mood sometimes i want to watch a certain type of film right and i've got very esoteric uh tastes uh when i say that i mean uh one day i'll be watching um a musical and the next day i'll be watching you know an old world war ii black and white movie and then the next day i'll be watching a some kind of indie flick you know so i don't know i i kind of get i I think it's a little bit like music actually you know uh with music i i I don't think there's any anything i wouldn't listen to right as long as just mix it up yeah i think as long as long as i like it actually i really like what Prince said, right? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big Prince fan, and uh, over, over the weekend there was a 1985, or remember the 1985 program? I think it was where they could look back at you know the 80s, which still was the best decade, I think. Um, oh, like I love the 80s. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. And they had Prince, and uh, you know the Purple Rain, uh, which was just phenomenal. And Prince, uh, so I was a big fan of Prince, um, but Prince said, right? Um, he was asked why he never criticised any artists. Um, and uh, what he said was is that, you know, to get up on stage and give part of yourself, no matter how bad the material is, you know, it takes courage, takes guts and, uh, you know, it's to be applauded. Right? And I thought, wow, that is an amazing response. Right. You know, and, and, and I've, I've, I've always remembered that, actually, because I think actually irrespective of of whether you're a, you know, a musician, you know, when, when you do anything, right, if you're willing, if you're willing to put your head above the parapet, if you're willing to. Now, be that person who puts a hand up first to ask a question or, you know, in a meeting or you know, get, up, get up on stage and do a presentation, no matter how bad you deliver it. I think, you know, there, there's something to be said about, you know, having guts to do that. And I applaud anyone who's listening who, you know, who, who does that. You know, I think, you know, you're a hero in your own way. Totally. So, I mean, that's one of the things I talk about on the podcast about anxieties around any of that kind of right. thing, because even though we do it, um doesn't always appeal to everyone so i do it as part of my uh not remit but you know i've done it over the years um and continue to do it mm. um but it's something that well as i'm approaching it I, I, the anxiety is kicking for me i right. just go why am i doing this you know once i get going not too bad and i'm slowly getting through that but i know what you're saying it's like you know you're putting yourself out there uh you put yourself forward to do that um and 
you know, maybe sh- as, as, as Prince said, we should be applauded for even giving that an attempt, really. And it could, like you say, it could be as simple as putting your hand up in a in a room. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think and I, this comes back to you know open source again, you know, uh, and uh, the fact that you know most people when they when they think of open source, they think you know, contribution meets code, right? And um, the fact is, there was actually, there was actually a study, and I can't remember who what the what the exact numbers are, so I might get the numbers wrong. But the study was done by the World Bank, I believe, and the numbers said that I think fifty seven percent of open source projects were code right but the 43 remaining percent were things like you know answering people's questions in the forums writing the documents and presenting evangelizing about the product all these kind of things so like like anything right that there's you know you've got to take um, a holistic look, look at everything right and you know so so i so so i think that you know for me you know there, there's so much to be you know to be to be had through all participation Everyone's got a voice, right? Uh, and every um, uh, every view is uh, is to be welcomed. I, actually, I um, you know, I, I I try and I try and help as much as I can with um, some diversity initiatives as well. Um, and I remember there was um, uh, I can't remember. It might have actually been Rick Harvey that mentioned this. So Rick Harvey's a uh, another great community guy. He he um, he works for a company called I think called Do It. Um, you can find him on Twitter. A great guy. Um, and he, I think he was. I think it was him that told me this stat, which was basically that um, um, if you're in a group, right, if you, and um, you and someone asks a question, and let's say there's a there's a there's a male and a female. If you ask, if you are um, answer or get the female to answer first, there's a more ch- there's a higher chance that more uh, more females will ask questions. So it's little things like that. It's little things like that, right? So being able to being aware of this sort of stuff. Um, and uh, you know, because we need to encourage more people um, across everyone to participate. Um, but you no, know, I think that you know, knowing the little tricks like that, I think is really important as well. Yeah, I mean, we I've just recorded a podcast with a lady called Kathy Moyer, who is um, the MVP program lead for my particular program, and oh, okay. she runs thing a thing for women in uh, women in IT, I, women women IT pros, and um, we were talking about this on the podcast about. You know, just um, the, the the you know getting uh, women involved in a way that just helps them eases their that uh, their side where it's like okay, they're one person in a group of forty odd men, you know, and how can that how can that yeah. be eased at all and and encouraging more. Uh, more to get involved in that it's it's a uh, you know and it was interesting hearing some of the comments about how that f- f- is it can be a struggle for them because of um how they could get knocked back by people by m- males or whatever and it was more about trying to encourage that and that we we try to do that uh, with our user groups it's, it's but we were kind of pointing out that if you see a woman at the user group uh it's it's like a sore, stuck out like a sore thumb because uh, it's you know, one or two and you're trying to encourage more to come. It's really difficult. Mm. Um, but, but how do you, how do you, how do you achieve that? How do you get more uh, women involved um, in, in that discussion? And that's interesting what you were saying there, really. Um, so how, how do you, how do you get involved in the diversity thing then yourself? Um, so I think it was, well, I took my daughter into work, um, Many years ago, and uh, like most IT shops, there were very few females. And my daughter said to me, and she goes, "Where are all the girls, Daddy?" You know, 
and it kind of cut through everything, right? You know, and, the, and so, that's the thing. It's so, as we're saying, it's so noticeable, yeah. isn't it? Even at that young age, yeah. I think it's. I have to say though that I, 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 I was disappointed in myself because it should, it shouldn't have taken my daughter, right, to highlight that for me to be aware of that. So that, so that was the first thing is that I had to have that moment of self awareness that actually, why didn't I notice that rather than it be pointed out for me? But, so that was that was the first thing, right? So you know, there's I, there's you know there's lots for me to learn and lots for me to do, um, uh, and you know I'm I, I want to I want to improve I want to I want to provide more opportunities. But so so what I did is I I try to help um, some of the um, groups that were forming in my previous company. So I volunteered to do um, workshops, so engineering workshops uh, that were female focused um, to try and build up. Um, know their um confidence level and their digital iq um i spoke at events i ran workshops i, I, I did a really cool workshop actually at the science museum i did a hundred uh hundred school children aged 14 to 16 um and we built um we built a device in four hours using raspberry pis um and um, various components so i basically created this um uh this design and i had some great um collaborators in my old company uh, Michael Jacks, if you're listening, you rock. He 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 was a guy that um, you know, it, we, we, I, I was talking earlier on about you know um, kind of intellectual curiosity. Uh, this is a guy um, based in Manchester who um, was a DBA. Um, well, I, actually, I say DBA. He was a more than DBA. He he you know, he, he was he was a, a database god. Let's call it uh, and a, and a very nice chap. And um, but he was looking to sort of diversify his knowledge and his and his skill, and he spent some time learning um, uh, 3D design and 3D CAD, and um, and then he came back and he said, you know, uh, he wants to do. So I, at the time, I was um, I was head of innovation, and um, you know, he challenged me to find a, a project that he could use his newfound skills, and um, he I said, look, this is the project I'm working on. Can you can you help? And oh my God, you know, he absolutely knocked this design out of the park. So we ended up having this really great design that he he came up with. Um, and he worked with the uh, Fab Lab up in Manchester to create the actual components. So if people aren't familiar with Fab Lab, they're a, they're a charity. They're all over the country. Um, but you can go in there and you can start using th things like their 3D printers, their laser cutters, all that kind of stuff. Um, they have a commercial aspect to it as well. But um, really great uh, bunch of people. Um, for you know, for the makers out there, um, I'm sure I've heard of Fab Lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're all yeah. they're they're all over the place. Although well, they say were, I'm not. I, I don't know what's happened, um, you know, post um post COVID. But um, you know, I I really really sincerely hope they 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 uh they survive and carry on because they they're awesome. And um yeah, and so I kind of a bit I kind of and we and we did this and and it was really great to see the um, you know, s s walk them through. And actually, I had my daughter with me actually doing the workshop because uh I was homeschooling her at the time. So um, the, the the beauty of homeschooling is that you know you can do whatever you want. So I so I so I brought her along and she was my co-presenter and um, and it was great. It was good and and um, you know that bunch of uh, that bunch of students were were really good. They all completed their workshop and so it was doing it was doing little things like that. And now the idea, okay, which um, was uh, was solid, was that the you know that you got to address both the bottom and the top ends of the of the diversity uh, challenge, right? On one hand, you've got to make sure that you inspire all the people at the bottom of the funnel, so the students, um, you know, to have an interest 
Okay. And so that, 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 that's something I can, I can, I can definitely work with. And, and I was doing things like that to do that. But at the top end, okay, you need to make sure that we've got the right incentives. We've got the right company structures. We've got the right, um, you know, uh, kind of, I guess the right, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the role models is, is the word I'm looking for. So, 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 so the, basically you've got this end to end. So, cause the, the problem you've got, okay, is when you, when you look to increase diversity in roles today, there are, um, you know, uh, there's an imbalance in the numbers, right? So it's harder to get, um, uh, you know, that, 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 that diversity in numbers, but it's getting better, right? But uh, the way we, we, we make it even better is by making sure there's more in the funnel. And so, you know, in order to do that, you've got, you've got to make sure that all the students are going through the system, that the students want to do IT or tech, and the students go through and follow through all the way through to um, getting, getting you know, a job. And then you've also got to make sure that those who are retraining and relearning. Um, so there's a, a group called Co First Girls who um, uh, I want to give a shout out to because they do awesome things. What they do is they help people who maybe want to retrain. They've been working in one industry and they want to basically try maybe a job in tech. Um, so they've they've got they've they've developed this awesome uh, uh, network. So they help each other. Uh, they share opportunities and and you know, they enter the workforce and they do some pretty amazing things, right? So you know there's there's people coming in, into the workplace at that level as well so um you know we, we you need to make sure that you've got the top at the bottom and, and at bottom and the middle of the funnel all sorted so that you know we've not just got the people coming in now and uh, in the future into the role but we've then got the jobs uh, and those jobs are, are fairly you know accessible to them as well yeah and i think um it, it's it's communicating and, and this is what you said earlier that and 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 speaking to Kathy as well uh, previously, it's say this is not just about coding. This is about other things as well because coding can put yeah. people off in yes. in a way that uh, not not you know just coding. It's like I don't know how to do this. What you know yeah, and, yeah. and therefore the tech roles are varied. Yeah. So actually, as you say, it could it could be documentation. It yeah. could be. So I so so the way I addressed that in my workshop, okay, what I did is I had um. I, I knew I was going to have a table of about eight, eight, eight children or eight, eight students. So, and I knew that not all of them wanted, in fact, I, I, I guessed that probably only one or two of them were actually wanting to, to do the coding. So I designed the tasks so that the tasks would be, some would be engineering, some would be making, some would be design, uh, some would be uh, boss, you know, pro project management bossing, some would be present, pre pre presenting. So the idea is to try and pull all the different strengths um, of each person within that group so that you didn't have people hanging around, um, you know, twiddling uh, thumbs. And it worked really well, actually. You know, so I think you're right. I think, you, you, you know, not there is so, so much diversity in, in the jobs we do um, that we shouldn't just think, oh, you know, we want to teach everyone coding because we don't just do coding all the time, right? Uh, yeah, and that's it. And I think you know. So go go going on to now Raspberry Pis, and and there's um there's a listener who ha uh, dips uh, into a, a shot every time we mention Raspberry Pi. By the way, so uh, <laughs> if we do keep mentioning Raspberry Pis, they'll be absolutely um, wasted by the end of the, the show. And <laughs> um, that's how that's how we met, isn't it? Yes. We met at the Covent Garden Raspberry Jam, which Frank right. set up, and um, and and going uh, and talking about diversity there. It's it's ki it was kids uh, from ranging. From Probably from about seven-ish, yeah, would you say, right. up till teenage years and, and beyond. Um, and with that, you, you notice there that there is a split, isn't it? It's not just uh, boys. There's a real split between uh, male and female. Um, and 
the great thing about those sessions is the range of activities that's available to them. So it could just be a case of um, coding if they want to do that with Scratch, or it could be uh, the Sonic Pi tables, that, tables that I were running. Yeah, was running. they were awesome, weren't they? The um, pies you did. Yeah, great fun, great fun. And and but also I had the um, RetroPie gaming station there as well. So if someone just wanted to play games, they could just play Super Mario. Yeah. Um, for a few hours but also virtual headsets and then also the maker stuff the physical maker stuff as well um rachel who used to come and do all the different kind of sewing type things and all this a real variety wasn't it of activities so so how were you introduced to the to the raspberry jams ricardo was that the the first one that you did it it? was the very first one i did and actually there is a story an open source story of course uh, behind that so there's a chap called um Adam Butler, I think his surname is. No, the thing with, with uh, Twitter, right, is you, you get to know people, but you don't get to know their real names. Or rather, you don't remember their names. You just remember their, their handles. So I'm just trying to make sure that I've got this guy's name right because he's a he's a great guy. Um, and um, so, yeah, it is, it is Adam Butler, okay? Now, Adam Butler, um, he's a developer in Bristol. And um, he was doing a lot of stuff with Raspberry Pis, and he's a builder, right? And one of the projects he had he had um, uh, open sourced was this little um, uh, survey stroke poll uh, app, right? Which I happened to use in that workshop I was telling you about the uh, the one I did at the Science Museum. Um, so so I I used it, right? And whenever I use a project, I always always write to the open source uh, maintainer uh, saying that I use your project, it was awesome. Thank you very much. I just 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 as a courtesy, right? Because I know feedback is what powers a lot of people to, you know, motivate them to do more stuff on their open source projects. Right. So I wanted them to um uh to to to, to know that I found this project useful, and uh, he actually shared uh, that on Twitter. Right. Uh, he said, "Oh, you know, this, this is the reason why I do open source because I get emails like this." Right. And so we started, you know, communicating uh, as you do in Twitter, and it was him that shared. Uh, a tweet from Brian, uh, and Brian was say, uh, he was looking for volunteers for the Raspberry Jam um, in London, and it happened to be that that weekend I was free, um, although I had the kids. Um, so, so that was the story. That was the that was the kind of the the reason why I was there. Right. So this is Brian Byrne for anyone who doesn't know who does Linux in London. That's right. And um, yeah, so he got involved with the. With the Common Garden Jam. So, did you know Brian at all, or no, just a case of no. coming up and getting again, involved? Again, right. again, and that, that, so that's the first time I met Brian as well. Right. Okay. <laughs> that's interesting. I thought you kind of knew Brian uh, and had um, sort of collaborated with him a few times. No, so, no, that was the first time. So, how many, how many common, how many of the jams did you do? Was it? I think two that, I think, I think it was just two. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, they 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 kind of kind of stopped. Yeah. Um, we, unfortunately, we had the the death of Wendy, who um, was part and parcel of that whole thing, yeah. who um, died from cancer, unfortunately. And um, we never really we did another one afterwards. It didn't really, it didn't feel the same right. after yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and then Brian and um, Nick Hughes have carried that on um as kind of um the london raspberry jam yeah um and i think they've been to like the the, the reactor microsoft reactor yeah that's right they they they, they do they I, I i did see uh you know him pick that up and uh obviously brian's very active in the you know he was doing all the skills matter stuff as well you know all the courses so 
So yeah, I, I did, I did, I did see the stuff going, and I, and I, I did toy with coming to a future one, but I could never work, the, I could never work the, the, the dates. Yeah, and 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 also, like you say, you've got quite a journey. So you're 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 down in Whitstable, which is the southeast of England. For right. anyone who doesn't know, that's on the coast, and uh, no jealousy here from me. <laughs> this is, um, I, I, we love Whitstable, our family. So we're we're what I think what you call a, a DFL. DFL down from London. <laughs> yeah, down from London. So it's it's one of those places where we all descend and annoy the hell out of you. Well, yeah, and even more so at the moment because we actually live next to the beach, right? So um, it's like it's like Piccadilly Circus at the moment. You know, there's no social distancing going on at all. Um, no. So so we've had to kind of like resort to going to other parts of the coast where they're not so busy because uh, I think I think it's on because you can go you can go to other parts of the of the coast up here, but it's not so friendly to swim whereas where a whistle it's really nice for swimming as long as you get the tide times right yeah so my kids come out and do the kayaking oh really oh cool um hiring obviously as we talked about possibly buying um so without giving about your exact location are you more tankerton way or no no i am um, you know i'm down by the tennis courts um so i'm behind the tennis courts. oh yeah that end yeah so by the, uh, by the more neptune north, right. anyone who knows the neptune in whistle that's my local um it's, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a kind of like a a local landmark really um a lot i know where to come if i cycle back down again then that'll be <laughs> that'll be my watering hole yeah, yeah definitely absolutely you know if you come then you you know you're always more than welcome to uh to restock you know in our fridge <laughs> actually no so I, I am actually um i actually do cycle actually i'm, I'm a big cycler as well i in, in my younger years i used to um do long tours with some friends of mine i um yeah, I did. Um, I, th- I think my biggest tour was Auckland to Queenstown, so uh, north of north of New Zealand to the south of New Zealand. Okay, wow. So how far is that? Well, it's two thousand two hundred kilometres. We did, um, and we did it in twenty days. Um, and yeah, uh, but so it was, about eighty miles a day, something uh, like that. Yeah, yeah we we did a couple of hundred mile days, and we had a couple of couple of rest days as well. But um, it's a great it's a great place. New Zealand is a great place to um, cycle because the distances between places isn't too far, uh, and uh, the camping facilities are brilliant. They're really, really good, which means that because um, we 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 were um, we had uh, panniers and tents and everything, so um, you know it was really it was just it was just perfect. You no, know, it was like it was better than. And what's the terrain like then? Is it quite hilly or in parts? Or... Um, actually, I don't mind hills. Right, it's wind I can't stand. Oh, wind! Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, you know, give me give me a hill over a wind any day, right? And unfortunately. On the North Island, it was okay. There was there was there wasn't so much wind on the North Island. As soon as we hit South Island, when we crossed over to Nelson, and then started going down towards Christchurch, um, oh my God, we we hit some some winds, right? And it, I, I I I cried a lot. That's all I'll say. I cried a lot. Um, <laughs> but what, it was one of those. I had one of my my most surreal moments, right? So we were. It was only I think we did it. It was a hundred and twenty kilometers. So what? It's about seventy eighty miles um no it's not even that is it? it's about 60 miles so it, 60 odd yeah, yeah so it yeah. wasn't it wasn't a particularly long day right but because the it was literally a, a strong wind so it felt like double that right and halfway halfway to our campsite um there was this battered old caravan right uh and it had this kind of roughly painted sign on the outside and it said uh you know um crayfish you know three for five dollars so it's New Zealand dollars, right? Not 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 um, uh, American dollars. 
And uh, I love crayfish, right? I come from Galicia in Spain, uh, north of Spain, where we have the best seafood in the whole of the world, uh, including the finest crayfish imported from Scotland. Um, and uh, so any any um, place that does crayfish, I'm there, right? So we stopped, right? And oh my God, uh, it was just the most bizarre thing because you had in this like really kind of like um, disgustingly dirty sort of like picnic table, these like this very kind of plastic kind of like um, plates and these most, I, I still remember, I can still close my eyes and taste it today, right? These amazing, like bu bucket, bucket, bucket of crayfish, right? Which if I was, if I was having those in a, in a restaurant in London would have cost me two, 300 quid easily, right? And, uh, and I thought, oh my God, this is fantastic. So, you know, that was our, that was our, you know, we had the penance, which was basically getting there. But, uh, but then we had the, you know, that was our, our reward. It's amazing memory. Wow. Yeah, 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 wow. Yeah. yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. Headwinds, headwinds, uh, totally. I mean, that the last time I cycled to Whitstable. So for me, that's 50 odd miles. Yeah. 55, 53, something like that. And, um, so I can just, um, go up to, uh shooters hill um in greenwich borough and which uh i kind of go up to it and then kind of turn left onto it yeah, yeah. it's only about a half a mile from my house and um that road can effectively take me all the way to whitstable more or less um if i just follow a straight line yeah it goes all the way through dartford past gravesend and beyond through Sittingbourne, etc down the old a2 and we got, uh, me, and, me and my uh, eldest, we were practicing for the Tour de Yorkshire, which we did last year. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, I've done it a couple of times. Last year it was dreadful. I've oh, hardly really? cycled since. It's almost put me off. <laughs> oh, my knees were shot to pieces, oh, honestly. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. That is but, the worst, we were practicing. We keep... That is the worst. As you get older, oh, yeah, the well, knees, you know. Yeah. You're offended the to knees, offend my The knees. Yeah, yeah, that's going to have to be for sure. I'm getting back on it again now anyway, so that's good. But um, yeah, we kind of turned onto that road and we got to the top of Shooter's Hill, heading down towards Welling, Bexley Heath, and it was just headwind the oh, whole way. Wow. And it was like, we've got this now for 50 odd miles because that that is the wind direction yeah. and we're not going to change direction at all. Yeah. And it, because there's no real, um, it's just that. straight. Yeah, it's there's no cover it's mostly straight few hills but slow hills and that and um it was just horrific and it wasn't that bad it was just constant you mm. know and it just you had to grind at the uh, on the pedals just to keep going yeah yeah i remember that actually the grinding was the was the bit because you you, you it feels like you're doing that for no reason because it's flat but you're still having to really really push hard yeah, and there was no bits where you're really coasting as well. Mm. You know, you're constantly pedaling. Anyway, that was fun. So I can't remember. What did we do? Uh, we got my wife to come pick us up and bring <laughs> us home. <laughs> I think it was also all the trains were cancelled as well oh, no. uh, from Whitstable. Oh, yeah, no. and we thought, shall we go to Canterbury? And No, just, just ring up my wife. And uh, in the meantime, let's have a beer. <laughs> That's a good idea, I think. That is actually, that is actually the, um, that is the thing I most enjoy, actually, um, when I go for a cycle ride with my friends, you know, we call it the yellow jersey. Who can drink that? Who can finish their beer first? You know, gets the yellow jersey. Uh, and then um, quite often, you know, you'll have no, you'll only have two or three, right? But if you can keep the yellow jersey throughout all of them, you're doing well. But normally you slip, you slip behind, you know. <laughs> Brilliant. It's either it's either a, a pint or two or, or coffee and cake, isn't it, ultimately? Yes. Well, I think I think cake is the 
I think the, the reason why we cycle is so we can have more cake, surely, isn't it? Totally, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, I think I've had too much recently, though. Yeah. Especially with lockdown. But never mind. So that was, um, so I've not been, been down there. I've not, not, I've not been back since lockdown, but my wife's been down with, with the kids. And we, we go down to the Tankerton end yeah. and near Bubble, the Bubble Cat. Yes, the Bubble Cat. Uh, yes. That area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, and well. chill there because that's great. Now, all the things are nearby there, yeah, yeah. and it's not as busy, is it? You know, you're kind of just away from that hustle and bustle yes, at the exactly. centre. It is lovely, actually, and and you've got Jojo's, right, which is a fantastic restaurant as well. So, um, which one's Jojo's? So, now? so literally across the road from Bubble, the Bubble restaurant. Oh, oh no! Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that that the cafe. You mean? Oh, actually, no. Actually, I, I think I know what you mean now. Sorry, not the restaurant. Yeah. So actually, what you're talking about is you're the, you're talking about the one. Uh, bubble the bubble um, uh, cafe on the seafront, sea which is um, basically just below the tea gardens. I think that's where. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, okay. So I apologies. Yeah. They're, they're, if you go further along, there's um, as you go towards Tankerton, I think it's Rowing Club or Yacht Club. There's a, then another restaurant. There's another cafe there called the Beach Cafe, and it's got JoJo's as a restaurant there. And it's just it's fantastic. If you like Beze and Mediterranean food, it's just fantastic. Oh right, there you, there's a tip. Yeah. Yeah. There's a tip. And then what, what we do, we go up into Tankerton and we go to Oz's Chippy. Oh, yeah, of course. That is, is that a good one? Is, yeah. That is, that's where I go. That's where I go. So Is it? Oh, cool. Uh, I was going yeah. to ask you, what is the best Chippy in, uh, in, the, in the area? Uh, so I go there because it's it's con- it's, it's consistently re- uh, reliable. But the ones I, I'd say the, probably the best one is the one on Harbour Street. Um, so Harbour Street, the, the little kind of like uh, small one-way system. Um, and there's a little chippy in there, which is opposite, I think, one of the charity shops. And that, for me, tends to have most the, the most consistently good fish and chips. Is that the one that sells ice creams out of the window as well? No, I don't think so. Uh, that's the one they all queue up on there. No, oh. that's the one across from Birdies. No, that's, a, that, that's the one from, across from Birdies is the one I'm talking about. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the one then. I think they sell ice. Oh, do they? That's well. changing. I didn't. They got a little. Bit. They never used to. <laughs> I don't know. I might be wrong. I might be. Yeah, wrong. They never used. To. I, mean, I, I, haven't, I haven't been to the high street for a long, long time, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> you're ready. You're up the road. I know, but the thing is, the thing is, though, you know, we're we because of because of um isolation, we've stayed literally. We have literally stayed in. We have not ventured out. And let's face it, it's full of people from London anyway. Why would you want to yeah. bother? Yeah. Eh? Well, you know what was really weird, right? Is that it was really everyone was doing so well. It was really quiet, and we were enjoying it. Until Dominic, what's his name? Uh, is it Dominic Cummings and and uh, and Bernard Castlegate, whatever you know, the eye test debacle. Um, so so once that happened, then literally everyone just said, right, we give up. And literally on that week afterwards, everyone was out. So it was like he almost like he almost gave permission for everyone to to just completely ignore social distancing. It's ridiculous, wasn't it? Yeah, totally. And that's yeah, the influx of the Londoners then, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't mind that, you know, I don't mind that. That's not an issue for me. Um, I, I, I love, I love, I love all people and all shapes and sizes. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, if, 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 if coming to the seaside helps their, helps their karma or their chi, whatever, then go for it. That's what I say. <laughs> I'll be down more for sure. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. So, Ricardo, we've not talked about music, but well, we mentioned oh, it, haven't we? So, yeah. Have we? So we have. Uh, well, you, you're eclectic, so you, you you don't mind what you listen to. I'm 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 picky, but I, as I'm getting older, I'm uh, I'm getting lazy with actually just um, you know trying stuff out. So what I do, I listen to my favourite radio station, which is Seattle's KEXP. Yeah, you know it. You know and it. yeah, and that just. Um, that just keeps me going, and it could be anything. And sometimes I go, "Oh my god, what am I listening to?" But most of the time, I'm just um, 
listening away in the background. We have a story about that as well. Well, you were out there, weren't you? I was in Seattle. So you were visiting Amazon, were you? Oh, yeah. Were you at the glass domes? I was at the buy. Well, actually, I wasn't. I wasn't there for that. But I was there doing some work, and um, and then you mentioned I was. I was there. I think it was what you know what to do on the weekend, and you mentioned go to KEXP. You know, the um the kind of the arts organisation, and I thought, oh okay, let's go to it, right? And you know what? Oh my God, it was amazing, absolutely amazing. And uh, I think I think what I loved is that I actually managed to get the sticker. You didn't. Is that is that right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I thought, didn't get. I didn't even know they were there. I, I know like, you've got a sticker. I know. Oh my God. And actually, I've got, I've got, I um, I, I had the sticker on my laptop, and I, but I managed to take it off and transfer it onto my desk now. So I've started putting all my old stickers on my desks as a homage to all the great customers and everything that I've got. So I've still got it. I've still got my KXP. But what I loved about it is I loved going doing the tour. I loved seeing, you know, backstage. I, I loved the stories going to the studio it's just it was just awesome and the actual space itself is just brilliant so anyone if they are listening and they're taking coffee there for sure oh, the yeah. coffee is amazing isn't it they have a visiting barista that does it from all over the world and um if anyone does go to seattle and they're looking for to to, to, to lose some time then uh that is definitely the place it's you should a great be. place yeah yeah so so you went you did the tour. i mean the great thing about the tour is that um it's just going around their offices ultimately, isn't it? And they'll yeah. pick out. I think did they pull out the Nirvana? Yeah, oh yes, Nirvana oh yes. The Nirvana came out and show you all the the comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they actually let, they 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 let me hold it as well. So I'm not sure if that's normal, but I I I got to hold it. Yeah, and and it's battered, it's bruised. It is. But they, you know, it's it's like got stickers all over it where they go. You must check out this track. Yeah, and it's yeah. All these, and and all you're doing is looking at a record. <laughs> but it's like wow. it's not it's not a record though is it it's not it's not re- I, I didn't look at it as a record i looked at it i looked at it as a a small piece of history you know and uh you know and actually actually I, all around the office when i was there uh you know there's all these little these little trophies and these lo- these little iconic moments of time that you know you listening to the music in the uk you know as i was at that, at that time you know being transported to actually where it was really was happening because i was actually very big into the whole grunge and Seattle sort of scene, you know, I, lo- I, lo- I, I loved a lot of the bands, you know, we've talked about Afghan wigs and, um, and mud honey and all those kind of bands, you know, and, uh, and obviously Sonic youth and all that sound. I love that sound. Right. So being there, um, to, to where it actually happened was just, uh, it was a moment. That's it, isn't it? And, 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 and you know, it's, it is totally like a pilgrimage for me. I mean, I've been back since and I went and had, coffee and cake again and i was sat in there just i was actually working but i was up here on the stage when you got the glass screen oh, the DJs yeah, 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 yeah. just sat there chilling out for a couple of hours spoke to one of the djs as well she was working on the reception abby spoke to her so she's on in the morning uh their time for us it's like the um you know 10 o'clock yeah. whatever our time yeah and uh, it's like, I, I joined up. Are you Abby? Yes, I am. Oh, I listened to you. It's it like a fanboy moment, you yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but then also you've got the Mopop Museum. Have you been to that? The what? Sorry. The Mopop Museum. Oh uh, yes. It's right next to the, the yeah, needle. Yeah, yeah. So, so actually, so um, last summer, right, I had to go to Seattle in July, and I took my family with me. Um, so whilst the, the week that while I was working, they. Uh, went out and explored Seattle, and they went to that um, museum. Uh, and I actually, I stayed. I loved it. Yeah, it's, it's good. So I, I, I didn't actually go in. I saw the pictures, and they told me they told me about everything in it. And actually, um, uh, we we were staying in the Max Hotel. Have you have you, have you ever stayed at the Max? 
No, because we, we, we're out in Bellevue when we go. We're near Microsoft and Redmond, yeah. Right. So I travel down into Seattle on a Sunday kind of thing. Right, got you, got you. To, to look at that. Yeah, because yeah. that the Mac Tesla has got a lot of um, music um, memorabilia in there. It's got like guitars from various bands of the of the, of the year as well. So you're gonna, you feel like you're in a, like a bit of a rock star situation. Right, so you're a big fan of grunge then. So what I want to know, this is not a quiz, is um, I want you to recommend me a band that I probably won't have heard of, even though I might have, but you never know, uh, that I could listen could listen to something. So obviously we're a big fan of Afghan. Afghan yeah, yeah. They're not truly grunge, are they? You know? No, no. Um, but, you know, think, think of some obscure type band that you you like. Yeah, I'm not sure if I, I really know any obscure stuff, right? Um, I, I think I, te- I tend to get bands more um when they're like kind of past that obscure and getting more into mainstream but i'm not sure if you've heard of the faith healers have you heard of the faith healers i haven't Ooh. Oh, uh, what a treat what a treat faith healers faith healers, faith healers. are they anything to do with stone temple pilots no no so so, so no, no. faith healers i discovered in uh, i think it was um after the last time i went to glastonbury which was 92 um right. and uh I've never been, so I've been oh okay so 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 no this so the, I, I i discovered them i think around 94 or 95 i think um but but um through john peel of course because john peel was how i found all my music and um so faith healers have got they've got a few albums but the album that really for me defined why i love them was a was a was um a uh kind of a an album called lido right now if i can actually i'm i'm actually going to attempt Right, I'm gonna attempt to play a song on my system on my system here. I'm not sure if it's right. gonna come. We'll get done for copyright here, Oh, they? really? In that case, I won't do it then. In that case, I won't do it. I won't <laughs> we do it. Can't then. do it. Yeah, there's there's a fine line between what you can play audio-wise in a podcast. I was listening listening to a podcast about that. Right. Yeah. So 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 so, so, so Lido is what style of style is it? It's um lots of guitar rifts lots of um so so you know take the temple from afghan wigs um faster harder right, that's, that's a good start. um faster right. harder with um yep. some amazing vocals um yeah and, and and you've got it basically um brilliant yeah i mean right. very, checking that out very simple songs um but i i have enjoyed their music they've, they've taken me on some amazing adventures over the years and um that's 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 someone that's a band that i think everyone should uh check out um another band another another song um that i think is worth checking out which is probably does fit the obscure um niche is a band called the leather nun um God, and yeah and this is they've got they've got some stuff but the song the ep specifically that you should listen to is i can smell your thoughts um and it's an epic epic um indie track that um at the beginning of the 90s was uh you know one of the the, the main tracks there was a couple of nightclubs in um in bournemouth where i was uh where i was hanging out a lot um that, that, that played in, that played indie music and um that was uh, on frequent rotation brilliant right that, i'm checking those out for sure so it's it's now my turn okay. to throw some Go on then. Go, go, me. uh you may you may have heard of them. It, who knows? Right. So um, I would I would check out Archers of Loaf. Oh no, I've not heard of those. Archers. Well, I like the name. Uh, they uh, yeah, Archers of Loaf, 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 like loaf of bread. I can't yeah, I can speak. see it. Rock band. Um, yeah, I can see them. Yeah. So 
I can't even remember the name of the song now, but it's the uh, it's like a bluish cover from about ninety one, ninety two, icky something, icky metal. Oh, hang on, I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got them coming up in a second. Album, icky metal. That's right, yeah, icky metal. Icky metal. Oh, gosh, good, good memory. It's still, you still got it. Um, that sounds. That sounds like a northern thing, like icky thumb, icky <laughs> metal, right? Um, also, check out Lotion, uh, which so when I moved to London in '94, I had uh, three albums on cassette that I'd copied off someone. Yeah, one of them was Afghan Wigs Gentleman, right? Good album. One of them was Ill Communication, the Beastie oh, Boys, okay. and the other one. Yeah, and the other one was Lotion, Full Isaac, and oh, yeah. that became, those three albums became like a soundtrack for that time for nice. my move to London. So, um, Lotion oh, and... Track three, they, track three on on that album, Full Isaac, Platform as a Service. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, they, so I've actually bought that on vinyl the other week as well, because it was locked down. I thought, what, what else can I do? And um, yeah, they did about three albums. Never really got big, but they toured with like Pavement and oh, bands really? like that. Oh, wow. Time. Yeah, yeah. And I heard a story that I read this only a few months ago, actually, that the lead singer was more of a, like a graphic designer type marketing guy. And um, he decided to um, promote this band Lotion uh, in the New York area or wherever they were they were kind of formed before he even had a band. So he was marketing the band and this, and people were like, oh, this has spiked the interest a bit. What is this? And they didn't have any songs or a band. So that was quite <laughs> quite a different approach yeah, yeah. to kick-starting. And then the last one I'd say would be a band who I saw support, Buffalo Tom, back in 93 at Newcastle. Riverside was a band called, and I'm going to get the pronunciation wrong, it's a Dutch band called Betty Severt. Right. And that's... Um, How are you spelling it? It's... It, S-E-R-V-E-E-R-T and they had a song they had an album called Palomine P-A-L-O-M-I-N-E and uh, that's that's a brilliant album it really is and they um, they did a listening party recently um, and was sat on the listening party and a mate of uh, my friend's friend or my friend's work colleague uh was on the listening party and it's like do you like these and i went yeah and it actually transpired that we were both at the same gig in newcastle no way. 27 years ago yeah he said i've seen them at newcastle riverside as a support i went yeah and so have i oh. <laughs> they had been haven't played any other time there so that's uh, that was quite bizarre oh. so check them out I will, for definitely. Sure. so now so now the last question is, what's uh, and I've done this before on a previous podcast. Um, did you used to buy records or were you a cassette guy? No, I was records all the way, you, all the way. Records, right? Okay. So w- what's the most embarrassing uh, record in your collection that you that you've bought? I, 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 I will. Um... Yeah, it's got to be in the eighties. Yeah. You know, um, you've got to be proud about it. You know. Yeah. Who cares? I think. Um, I, I, okay. So so did the seven inch seven inch singles count? <laughs> yeah, of course they do. Um, oh God, I've <laughs> the got... tackier the better. So I've got three probably that I should probably never ever admit that I ever I ever ever owned. The first one is uh, Joe Dolce. Shut up in your face. <laughs> I used to love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've got, I, I, that was um, that was actually technically it was the first record that I ever bought, but it wasn't with my own money. The first record I ever bought with my own money was. 
when Doves Cry by Prince. Um, so, uh, but th but that one was the very first record I was given that I wanted. Um, so that was that that's num embarrassing uh, seven inch number one. Em embarrassing seven inch number two was uh, oh god I can't I'm not even sure if I can say this. Rennie and Renato. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, we are, we are, we are going low yeah. into the barrel here. That is, that is pretty bad. <laughs> that is pretty bad, isn't it? I'd be surprised if anyone can match match that. Although maybe I might match that with. Um, uh, what was the name of the song? Now, go on, remind save, save, me. Save your loving, I think, or something like that. I don't know. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah you know yeah. it because you had it. Yeah, that, so you don't, don't I know it. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. I think my mum liked that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a second. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, that was the second one. And the, third, the third one, and I should. I, um, I've, I mean, I've got, I can see my seven inches just from across here, but I can't, I can't, I, I won't find it. It was, um, I think, I think it was uh, something in Eddie. Would I lie to you? I can't remember the the. the... Oh, would I lie yeah, to that's you, it. baby? Yeah, would I yeah, yeah, that yeah. one. Uh, Thingy and Eddie. That's yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that was the third. That, that's the third embarrassing one. So those are <laughs> those are my three. That's from the nineties. That one, isn't it? Um, it could be. No, it, late eighties. Late eighties. It could be because yeah. it's a, it's in better nick than the other two. So. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, a friend of mine used to absolutely love that. I think she had a thing for uh, Eddie or the other one. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Would I lie to you, baby? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have now forever shamed myself now. <laughs> no, it's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, to be honest, a, a lot of my really embarrassing records have gone. Um, unfortunately, I think I must have had a bit of a clear out. I don't <laughs> even remember clearing them out they were that bad yeah, yeah. but uh, i admitted to having the danny minogue album oh yeah uh, still got it yes well, we all had it didn't we we all had it not for the music <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what we said <laughs> bought it bought it for other reasons yeah and um i can't remember but uh yeah there was some real i mean we i got handed a load of seven inches because uh my mate at the uh at the time growing up in barnsley he he lived in a pub Right. So we got all these jukebox records. Oh, nice. He'd just say, help yourself, because they're only going to give them back. Yeah. Just rifle through and take them, loads of them. You know, um, and then the ones with, you know, when you get the record player, it's got that um, circle. Yeah, bit, the big hole in the middle. In the yeah, middle the yeah, yeah. Yeah, you think, what, what have I got that I, I've got loads well, of those, actually. I've got. I've also got loads of those. Yeah. Jukebox records. Well, yeah. I, I, I didn't, I see, I didn't actually know they were jukebox records. I got, I got, because, um, I, um, my aunt, okay, so all my family's in Spain, right? But um, during during the kind of late 70s, um, uh, I had some of my aunts still live in England, in Bournemouth, okay? And my aunt, Vicky, who, um, before she left to go back to Spain, she gave me all her records, okay? And um, she gave me all these albums, which were really rubbish. They were like those, uh, you know, Top of the Pops 70, which is typically had a bloke with a dog collar around him and uh, on a lead or something. <laughs> that was really very, very untasteful. Very, very not, not PC. That sounds a bit ropey. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, and, but they were rubbish. So I got rid of those. But I had all these amazing 70s. So I had um, Tom Petty. I had The Animals. I had um, Be lots of Beatles. Tom, um, Roy Orbison. I, I had all these amazing records, right? So I, I, I um, it really kind of influenced my... Uh, what I listened to because I was getting all this variety of different things, but they all had that big thing missing in the middle. And I got this little adapter, which apparently you could buy, that you put on the, the spindle at the big at the, at the um, in, on, on whatever it's called, and uh, that would allow you to play the records. Brilliant. Did you have one of those record players that could load up about yes. eight singles and it dropped down one or two? Yeah. I did. I yeah, did. They were great. They were fantastic, they? actually. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and perfect for seven inches because, you know, 
you didn't have to get up for eight records, did you? You could just chuck them on. I think even with mine, I could even manage to chuck an extra one on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could have nine or whatever, but it just bang, 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 off it would go. Brilliant. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> to, Yeah, good good memories. It was good memories, man. Good memories. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Well, Ricardo, you know, I appreciate you taking your time out today and, and i really i really enjoyed having a chat with you on the on the podcast and uh finding out that you're a big fan of rennie and renata that's uh, fantastic <laughs> yeah exactly it's made your day hasn't it <laughs> yeah 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 i'm trying to think of another record of mine that i could just chuck in there at the end but i can't i yeah. mean no, no, I let's face it no one, one no one can go that low right <laughs> no you can't well to, to be honest i think do you know what i got a record player when i was um about seven i think six or seven really early on and i think the first record i bought was a cliff richard seven inch oh. uh, and it wasn't even one of his biggies right. you know so well you know what that suddenly triggered memories for me actually i do have i've got some cliff richards um records actually but worse than that i've got some nolan sister records as well <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with the nolan sisters <laughs> yeah god you know this, this this conversation is rapidly going down here right it's uh we are we are scraping, on that note. Yeah, we are we are scraping the barrel of what's acceptable musically <laughs> <laughs> yeah check out the bands that i've given you uh, given some credibility to earlier on rather than uh, and i'll and i'll uh i'll check out the nolan sisters yeah <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, indeed. Brilliant. Yeah, so thanks again, Ricardo. So if anyone wants to get in touch with you via the socials, what's the best way to do it? So you'll find me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is uh, the number 094459, which is my old prison number. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not really. Um, but uh, it's a long, boring story. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was thinking that. I was thinking, what is that? Is it? Is it? Is it a story? There is a story, but it's not boring. It's a boring story. It's not worth telling. Um, but, right, let's um, move on. Yeah, then. I mean, it's just, it's just because I've not really got around to changing it, and I've been on Twitter for so long. So, But yeah, so, so either find, find me on Twitter or through LinkedIn, you know, and I can share some even more, some even more shockingly bad uh, records, uh, you know, if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep looking out for them. I only post the ones I'm listening to on KEXP that have got any credibility, or I think they have anyway. So sometimes you, I know you like those. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah, I love I love seeing your ones pop up because I think, you know what? I, I haven't listened to that for ages, so I'm going to stick it on. So that's what I do. Yeah. Well, do you know what? Earlier on, they were playing the Pointer Sisters, Automatic. Oh, remember that? I do. That's a good, they're, they're a good band. Yeah. I love them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the bass line came up and I thought, wow, I'm in the 80s yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I nearly tweeted that one out. I thought, no, if I tweet that, I'm going to get some right grief. <laughs> so I didn't bother. Yeah, I tweeted yeah, yeah. Uh, Skilo, I wish. Remember that one? No, I don't. I wish I was a little bit smaller. Wish I was a bit taller. No, I don't. Skilo, rapper, the rapper. Oh, that that took me right back to 1995. Crikey. Anyway, right, we could chat forever. So, Ricardo, thanks again for taking part in this episode of Just a Couple of Jerks. Pleasure. Thanks for having me.